put your hands together. You may be seated. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, I say hallelujah. Are you happy to be in the house of God? Okay. All right. Turn your Bibles with me to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter number 4. We are going to read from verse 18 all the way to 25. Romans chapter 4 from the 18th verse to the 25th verse. Are you there? If you are, say amen. If you are not there, say wait for me. So I'm waiting for you. Hurry up. Romans chapter number 4, verses number 18 to 25. And there the word of God says that who, contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old and the deadness of, the, of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. And therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. And now it was not written for his sake alone that it, might imp it was imputed to him, but also for us it shall be imputed to us who believe who believe in him, who raised up Jesus, the, our Lord, from the dead, and who was delivered up because of our, our offenses and was raised because of our justification. Here ends the reading of his holy word. I'm sure you know this story. Well, here, Paul was preaching to the church in Rome, the Roman church, Paul was telling them about the story of Abraham. And he was saying to them that, listen, Abraham was an old man. When he was 99 years old, God appeared to him and God said to him, Abraham, you are going to become a father of many nations. Hallelujah. You are going to become a father of many nations. And you see, at the time that God spoke this, it looked as if there were a lot of things that were militating or fighting against uh, th that prophecy that God spoke concerning his life. I are you with me? How many know that anytime the word of God is spoken concerning your life, there are always things that look at as if that thing that is, is being said cannot happen. Today, I want to talk about the characteristics of faith. The characteristics of faith. I haven't forgotten that I haven't finished the definition of faith. I'll come back to it. It looks like every time I want to come back, the Spirit of the Lord just prompts me to say something. I, 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 listen, we can talk a lot about faith. I think that faith is one of the most important subjects that we Christians need to understand. Oh, I said, it's one of the most important things. So I, I, if you don't mind, I'll take my time and we will discuss faith. Are you with me? And I'll rather, rather than preaching faith, I want to teach it. So that we will have an understanding 
of what faith is all about. You know, the Bible says that my people perish because of lack of knowledge. Sometimes the reason why we walk in defeat, sometimes the reason why we walk in unfulfilled promises of God is not because the word of God is, is not true. But it's because we don't have faith enough to receive it. You know, as we are sitting here right now, there's a lot of uh, waves, sound waves, um, going on around us, isn't it? Megahertz, gigahertz, and uh, what do you call them? Terahertz. All those things are around us. You know, this microphone that I'm speaking is just a, a transmitter. There is a receiver at the end, at the back, that is receiving the transmission that's being sent from this microphone there. And it's been, that sound is being amplified through the speakers. Are you with me? In the same way, when the word of God comes out to you, there must be a receiver to receive it. And that receiver has an antenna. Can you lift up one of the receivers for me? Lift up one of the receivers so that the people can see. Do you know what the receiver is? Just lift it up. Okay. Can you see that there are some two um, things? There are antennae, which is faith. You receive through faith the spoken word of God, which means that if your faith is defective, your reception will be defective. And if, if your reception is defective, it doesn't mean that the transmitter is fault. Hello? Can you understand me? Are, are you with me? It doesn't mean the word of God is not true. What is, what is not working is the receiver. And it's not like the receiver is not working, but the antenna that's connected to the receiver is defective. It's not catching what has been said. So sometimes we are not getting what we are, we are supposed to get because our faith is defective. Hallelujah. So we are going to use the example of, of uh, Abraham because the Bible says that let us, let us have the same, let us imitate those who through faith and patience inherited the promises. Are you with me? So we are going to look at how they inherited the promises, what they did. And we are also going to apply those same things so that we will also get the things that we are looking for. How many believe that it's not a bad idea to get a baby even though you are 100 years old? It's not a bad thing, especially when God has said that you are going to become a father of many nations. If that promise is supposed to come to pass, then you must start with at least the first baby. Are you understanding what I'm saying? How many will agree with me that it's not a bad idea to, to become blessed, fully blessed, rich, and prosperous? It's not a bad idea. But to become that fully blessed and prosperous person, it must start with a few Pounds, isn't it? Hello? It must start with something. At least, at least that we must see an Isaac that we can believe that the, the many nations will come. Is there any doubt today that the nations that God promised Abraham has come? He's being blessed every month. As we are speaking, about 100 or 200 or 1,000 children have been born to him. Amen. In Galatians, the Bible says that we are of the seed of Abraham. Hallelujah. Amen. So, we are going to look at 
The characteristics. When you say characteristics, what do we mean? English students. Or today I don't have any English students. Yeah. Features. The characters. If I say the characteristics of a woman, what am I talking about? It means for somebody to qualify to be a woman, they must have those features. Are you, are you understanding what I'm saying? If I say characteristics of a, a, a glass, it must have some features. If I say characteristics of a pulpit, it must have certain things that qualifies it. Are you with me? In the same way, for faith to be faith, it must have certain features, certain characteristics. Faith is not just because it's been said. So, yes, it's going to happen. No. Hallelujah. So, we are going to look at, go back to verse 18. So, we're going to look at at least seven features. I have seven features in this scripture we have read. So, we'll look at the seven and then we'll move on to a few more. Is that okay? Is that all right? Yeah. Hey, today you are very quiet. So, verse 18 says that who contrary to hope, who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so it, so that he became the father of many nations. Hallelujah. According to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. Amen. Amen. He, he, he had an object. Faith has an object. When I say an object, what do I mean? Faith has something to hold on to. Faith has something that like, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking? It, it has an objective. It has an end goal. When you say I have faith, I have faith in something. I have faith for something. Faith has, you know, l- let me backtrack and give you two, two examples of faith. We have natural faith and then we have spiritual faith. Are you with me? We all have both natural faith and spiritual faith. When I say natural faith, for instance, all of us have natural faith that the chair we are sitting on can support our weight. So when we came, we just dropped onto the chair. We didn't check the chair. We didn't check the legs to see whether the legs have been broken or anything like that. Am am I talking to somebody? We have faith that when we walk, we'll reach the bathroom from our bedroom. Have you not heard of stories where somebody woke up and the, the bathroom had been blown away? By a hurricane or something. It, it happens. So, there are some people who can sign up from their bath, b- bedroom, but they will not get to their bathroom. But we have faith that when we get up in the morning, from the bed to the bathroom, we, when we start taking the first step, we will get there. It's natural faith. We have natural faith that the bus will come at a quarter to 23. Isn't it? 23, 03, 06, or whatever. Are you with me? If you have a certain bus that deceives you or that doesn't make you have faith in it, after a while, you won't believe that 06 will be the time the bus will come. But there are certain buses that you know that when I stand at 06, the bus will be coming. And I can count 1 to 10. When it's 06, and one, and two, and three. By the time you reach and ten, the bus will be at least in a corner somewhere appearing. So that is natural faith. Are you with me? And now we have spiritual faith. 
which is what we get. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is faith that comes through the word of God. Amen. But both faiths have an object, an end goal. Are you with me? Here, the Bible is saying that contrary to what, contrary to life, he had the hope that he would have that which was spoken to him. That, that he will be a father of many nations. Are, are you understanding that? Oh, I needed to understand that. Hello? Now, if I say to you, let me have, my darling, come. Bring, bring, give me your daughter. Come, come. Come. Let me have, uh, uh, bring that one to you. Say, don't work with babies and don't work with children. But I'm going to attempt to work with babies. Okay, bring me, um, no, not ever, you come. Come. Georgina, come. Okay. We are talking about object of faith. If this girl says she's going to give you 100 pounds, check. Uh, you've all started laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. Okay. What's your name again? Sorry. Huh? Tia. JL. JL. If you say, if JL says that she's going to give you a check of 150 pounds. There's slight improvements from Zelda. They don't believe that you can give them 100 pounds. Can you not write a check of 100 pounds? You can. Have you got a check? Have you got a checkbook? Yeah. <laughs> Not your mother's checkbook, your checkbook. You have got your own personal checkbook. I'm coming, I'm coming, don't laugh. She herself, she's not sure. So we have a problem. Now, if she says she's going to write a check of 150 pounds, uh, how many are, are believing now? Uh, but it's all dependent on on our past experience of her. Uh, are you with me? And the amount the amount of money involved. If 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 we reduce it to ten pounds, the problem will not be as why. Are you with me? In the same way, if she says it's ten pounds, we are still not sure with her ten pounds. We are also not really sure with 10 pounds. But for her, 10 pounds, at least she's covered it. Are you with me? So the object of faith is dependent on the giver. I don't know whether you understand yeah, yeah, yeah. of the thing. Can that person be good? That, is that person good to his word? Are you with me? When, when, when somebody says, I will do this for you, you look at the person. You have to assess the, in order for me to achieve that thing, you can sit down, thank you very much. In order to, to believe that the object will be received, it's dependent on the person, the giver, or the one who has promised the object. 
So faith is, the characteristic of faith is, faith has an object. But the object of faith is dependent on the giver of the promise. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The giver of the promise will, depend, will determine whether we will receive it. I, I, I don't know whether you, you understand what I'm saying. If I say to Everett, I will give Everett after church, I'll give you sweetie. I don't think Everett will doubt it. Because from past experience, he's come to my office and got a lot of sweets. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So I am good to my word when I say I will give him. And we know that God is good to his word. Has he not said? And will he not do? So the object of faith is dependent on the giver of faith. Who is God? And the Bible is saying here that he who contrary to hope, in hope believed so that he became the father of many nations. According to what? The word that was spoken. But who spoke the word? The one who spoke the word is the one that defines the object. He's the one that makes us believe whether we'll get the thing or not. Because if Sarah had said, I will give you a child, I don't think Abraham would have believed. But because it was not Sarah, but it was God himself, and he cannot lie. He's not a man to lie. You know, even when he says he would, he would do and the thing is not there, you know it will come to pass. You know, when, 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 when Jesus went to uh, 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 had that uh, Lazarus was dead, and um, he tarried and abode for the, in the place for uh, four days. And when he went, and he, uh, Martha ran and met Jesus. And Jesus said to Martha, Martha said to Jesus first, that if you had come early, my brother would not have died. How many remember that story? And, and, and Jesus said that your brother who is dead shall live again. Then Martha said to Jesus, I know that he will live again at the res resurrection. And Jesus said to Martha, don't be confused. The resurrection in the future that you are talking about is me. I am the resurrection. I am life. And I'm here. And because I'm here, he would live again. Now, and, and, and when Jesus went to the tomb, he said, where have you laid him? He stood at the entrance and he said, Lazarus, come forth. The word was sent from the mouth of the tomb. And it went inside the tomb. I don't know how many dead bodies were in the tomb. But the word was looking. There were so many people in the cemetery. But the word had to go looking for Lazarus. And when the word found Lazarus, Lazarus was indeed dead for four days. But the giver of the word is the creator of the universe. So he recreated the deadness of the boy. He, the, the dead person was recreated back to life. Because he cannot lie. When he says your son will live, your brother will live. Indeed, your brother will live. 
whether he's dead or not, he will still live because faithful is he that has spoken it. And he will perform it. He will do it. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes we hear the word of God and we do not look at the object, the giver of the object who has said, if the creator of universe, the universe, creator of the life that I have, is saying to me that he will give me something, why should I doubt? Are you understanding what I'm saying? How many are beginning to analyze? Because sometimes we hear the word and we just give, we just give a mental uh, acceptance to it. But we don't look at it from the point of the giver of the word. Who has said? He has never ever lied. He's never ever lied. He's always on time. He's always there. Whatever he says from creation to now, anything he said, he's done. Anything he's promised you, he has given you. So why do you doubt? Number two. Go to the next verse. Next verse. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already what? Dead. The second characteristic of faith is that faith has obstructions if you like, opposition. Faith has obstructions and opposition. I don't know which one you prefer. Obstruction, opposition, obstacles. They are all, how many understand all of them means the same things, isn't it? Faith has opposition. Anytime the word of faith goes out, there are things that will stand in the way and speak contrary to what the word has spoken. Are you with me? When the word of God goes, it's like you are talking to somebody who's 100 years old. By nature, no 100-year-old man gives birth. Much less to talk about the barrenness of Sarah. So, Sarah has two problems. She's old, Hey, she's barren. Are you with me? Even, even if you are young and barren, you have at least one in two chances because your youth can work. Are you with me? But here, you are old, past menopause, past. Giving birth. And not only that, you have been barren. So it means your womb has never worked. Are you with me? Anytime, see, anytime the word of God goes, you will realize that anything that God says, there's always an opposition. How many have noticed that? Anytime the word of God goes, there's an opposition. So don't focus on the opposition. The Bible says that he did not consider the Deadness of his own body. He was not weakened by the deadness or the severity of the opposition. Are you with me? You know, you must have this type of um, arrogance against the obstacles of faith. I don't know whether it, 
whether the English makes sense. I, I, you, you must have a disdain, a disdain, a, 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 a disdainful attitude towards the obstacles of faith. I, are you understanding? I, I, I hate the obstacles of faith. I don't allow them to even creep because when they creep, they will stop you. Are you with me? They will stop you because the opposite of faith is doubt. And doubt brings fear. See, doubt never works alone. Doubt works with fear. Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? What has God said to you? What has God promised you? So don't consider the deadness of your body. Don't consider the strength of what you can see. Yeah. He says he's going to make you great. He says he's going to enlarge you. At the minute you are, blo- you are broke. At the minute you are unemployed. That is just the wall around you at the minute. But that obstacle can never be stronger than God. I say that obstacle can never ever be stronger than God. Don't allow your current circumstances to detect your faith and your belief in the word of God. Don't allow the things that you are looking at to prevent you from believing and receiving his word. Even when they say no, go again. And when you go again, they might say no again. Go again. And keep going until the word is changed from no to yes. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah, because the obstacles or objects that stands in the way of faith is only there to enhance the victory. Because if if the, the, the if was given to you on a silver platter, your faith won't even grow. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you see, every testimony is as a result of the test. You went through. Without the test, you cannot have a testimony. And when the testimony comes, it makes you stronger for the next test. Oh, I don't think you understood what I'm saying. Your next test, that is why you must always rehearse your testimony. Never ever say that this testimony is too small for me to share it. Share your testimony all the time. Because the more you share your testimony, the stronger your faith in your God becomes. And the stronger you, you enhance everybody else's faith around you. And the more we will receive from God. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. Keep rehearsing your testimony. The songwriter said, count your blessings. Name them one by one. And you see what the Lord has done for you. They see the obstacle against faith always makes you, it comes to make you forget your previous victories. Hello? It makes, you, it makes you forget your previous victory. Do you know that when this particular issue was being said, Abraham had already given birth to Ishmael. So Abraham had a child. But here is the case, the deadness of the body is 
has presented itself. Almost cutting the past victory of Ishmael. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Sometimes the walls around you make you, ah, this, this thing doesn't work. Nobody gets this thing easy like that. You know, and then they start showing you examples of people who have failed to enhance the obstacles. And the more they show you, the more you forget your own victories. You forget what God has done for you. You forget your own testimonies that you've had. And then you begin to look at the obstacles. Look at them. One, my body is dead. Two, Sarah. Three, Sarah is old. Four, Sarah is barren. It's almost impossible. By the time you've inspected all the obstacles there, it looks like there is no chance. Are you with me? But the way to overcome any doubt is not one, not to focus on the obstacles. Don't focus on the obstacles. Are you understanding what I mean? And two, rehearse your past victories. How many have had some victories? Yeah. We've all had victories. In fact, you sitting here, you are a victory. Yeah. There was one billion spams competing with you. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said there was what? One billion spams competing with you in your mother's womb to fertilize the egg. Guess who won the race? I said, guess who won the race? So you were a winner before you even came. I said, you were a winner before you even came to this egg. Oh, you didn't clap for yourself. You were a winner before. So begin to rehearse your victories. Begin to rehearse them. Number three. Are you learning something? Verse 20. And he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Number three, your faith grows. Faith has the ability to grow. Oh, I said faith has what? Yeah, faith is something that grows all the time. It may start small. It may start small. The fact that it is small doesn't mean that it, it's not going to work. Are you with me? It will grow. Turn your Bible to 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. Faith grows. Somebody say faith grows. And I'll show you how to grow the faith. Read it with me. Ready, go. Hallelujah. So there, the, the salutation that uh, Paul was saying was that, listen, we are blessed 
Because your faith is growing exceedingly. Your faith grows exceedingly. Your faith keeps growing. Allow your faith to grow. I say allow your faith to grow. Allow the faith that God has deposited inside of you to grow. Are you you getting what I'm saying? The the Bible says in the parable, how many remember the parable of the sower? The parable of the sower, the Bible talks about four grounds that the seed fell on. The first one was what? The wayside. Then the second one was what? The stony, rocky ground. Then the third one was the thorny ground. And then the fourth one was what? The good ground. All of us, all of us, see, sometimes when we read this, this parable, we think that we are one of four. But that's not true. All of us, at every time, with every word, are one of four. I don't know whether you understand my English. Is my English working? I don't, these days, I don't know whether my English works or it doesn't work. For every word of God, Concerning your life, you are either a wayside ground, a stony ground, a thorny ground, or a good ground. How many know? The Bible says that the one that fell among on the wayside, the birds came to carry it. And people trampled over it. Think about it. Look at the picture. I wish you could put a wayside sea picture for us where people are walking and then birds are eating. Think about it. I wish you could put that picture down. But, but you see, sometimes, sometimes when you receive the word, the bird there is, is, is the little demon that comes to take the word so that you don't even allow the word to fall. Or you trample over the word. You know, sometimes when the word of God is coming, you dismiss it. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of what? Scorners. Sometimes you have a scornful attitude towards the word. You don't know what you are talking about. If you knew my problem, you won't be saying the things you are saying. Say this thing you are saying, they are Bible talk. How many understand what I'm saying? It's like what you are saying doesn't make sense. Oh, okay, okay, you just say your nonsense and go. So as soon as, as, soon as the, the, the person has finished, you just forget it. You make the beds come and take the word away. It means it has fallen by the wayside. Then the stony ground. As for it, the word enters. But there are some friends we have. There are some attitudes. Maybe something that your mother said. Maybe something your father said. Maybe something in your culture. Maybe something that you have grown up. An attitude you have grown up. It's like a stone. It's a stone inside your ground. As for our home, we don't marry. And when we marry, we divorce. From generation, you missed it. Okay, that was, uh, okay. So this is what? For both. Okay, so we can use that stony. We can use that stony. Okay. 
But, but you see, you see, the, 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 the stony ground is sometimes, it's a word that you have gone to believe. That your, maybe your grandmother said, as for you, never be well, it will never be well with you. Because they were angry. Poverty will follow you. And maybe up to this point, you have really struggled. Are, are you with me? So it has become like a stronghold, like a stone in the ground. So when I come and I'm speaking prosperity and peace over your life, it's like, no, you, 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 you say it. But see, as you say, see, when the seed falls in the ground and the stone there, as it's starting to grow, the stone stops it, then it tries to grow around it and it doesn't do well. Are you getting this? So sometimes we allow our own histronics, our own history, our own uh, background, our own, uh, you know, culture and all those things to impede the word. So our faith doesn't grow. Are you with me? The third one was what? Tony one. That one, as it's growing, somebody will come and say something. The word is growing inside. Where is somebody coming? People are doing well. You too want to do well. People are marrying you too. Go and find somewhere and sit. Are you getting one of them? But you will marry you. Immediately, that word becomes like a thorn. Fear, woman, and live long. It's a proverb. It's a proverb. See, when somebody says something like that, fear, woman, and live long. And you have found this nice sister that you are trying to, you know, befriend and see whether God will open a way for you to marry. And maybe one day, because you see, your, your, your point of view depends on your viewpoint. If you are standing from somewhere that you want to catch, you want to catch a fair woman, I'm going to look at her. I'm going to look, who is she trying to uh, cheat on me with? Fear woman, fear woman, fear woman, fear woman, fear. You see something that looks like fear woman. Because your viewpoint is determined by your point of view. That way, from where you are seeing, will show you what you want to see. Have you not seen that when you are walking on a desert and you are looking for water? As you go, you see a mirage that looks like a river. It's because of what is in your mind and because of where you are. Are you getting what I'm saying? So all these things play a role to impede the growth of your faith. Sometimes you can have your faith growing in this area. Your faith grows when it has to do with, uh, what do you call it? Maybe money, maybe Christian life, prayer, binding and loosing. You are very good at that. You have faith, strong faith. But your faith in maybe uh, prosperity is not there. So, you can, there, it's maybe a thorn or maybe a rock, maybe wayside. Maybe your faith in, 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 in uh, 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 healing is maybe something else. So you may be strong on this area, 
But it doesn't mean that you are strong here. It doesn't mean you are strong there. Maybe your faith has grown here, but here your faith is dying. Here your faith, has, birds have taken it away. As for here, just somebody just walked on it and the seed just died. Hallelujah. But faith comes by hearing. Which means that at every time, with every word you receive, you have the chance and the uh, ability to determine whether you make your hearts a good ground, a stony ground, a rocky ground, or a thorny ground. It's up to you. So as I'm speaking right now, you can receive it as a good ground. Or as I'm reading, you don't know my problems. Because the thorn one, the Bible says that as it's growing, uh, the curse of this world. So like I'm talk, as I'm talking now, you are thinking about your challenges. You are thinking about your struggles. You are thinking about your issues. So that those things are choking what I'm saying right now. So even though I'm speaking, it's like background noise to you. You can't receive what I'm saying. Are you, are, you, are you getting it? But you can decide that from today. I won't allow the case. Whatever the word says, I'm going to concentrate on it. I'm going to concentrate on the word. I'm going to concentrate. I'm going to accept it. I may not understand it, but I accept it. Because every, every seed that falls into the ground is not good because it bears fruit. It's good because, one, it accepts the seed. It's good because it keeps the seed. It allows the seed to die. It allows the seed to penetrate it. It allows the seed to find nutrients from it. It allows the seed to go up. It allows the seed to mature. It allows the seed to bear fruit. Are you with me? Are you going to allow the word of God to have its rightful part in you? Or are you going to allow things to choke, choke it? Are you going to allow the curse of this world to choke it? Look at, look at Abraham. He received the word. There were obstacles. You know, when he first received the word, remember the first time he received the word? He was in his father's house. Yeah? He received it there. That, he, you know, I don't know how he accepted it. But as he went on, God visited him again. Even way before Ishmael was born. And God said to him again that you are going to become a father of many nations. Then at one point, he, God came to, to talk to him. Then he reminded God, hey, have you forgotten that you said to me I'll be father of many nations? And he said, no, no. And God said, yes, you'll be father of many nations. Then he started discussing with Sarah, his wife. Then Sarah said, maybe what God was saying was that find one of my, this my maid servant and go, have a child with her. Are you with me? Let's, let's try and help God. Maybe God himself, his, his mind is, you see, he's maybe too old, so he doesn't understand what he's saying. You know, so they try to help God. And God came back and said, no, 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 no. It's not this one. The promise still stands. No, no, the point, Sarah comes back, send this child away. Sarah uh, organizes for the child to be sent. The child is sent. And still God comes and says that my word, now he's 100 years old. His wife is gone. Are, are you with me? And yet he judged him faithful who had promised. He said that because he has promised, I will accept it. Because he has promised, I will believe it. It will happen. 
So his faith grew. With every passing day, his faith grew. His faith grew until he actually saw the wife pregnant. How many know that after um, Isaac, Abraham had more children? By Keturah. There were more children that came after Isaac. Because now his faith had grown. If God could give me Isaac when my body was 100 years old, God can give me a, a child again. God can give me another child again. God can give me another child again. You see, when, when, you see, when you have succeeded in one thing, you begin to have more faith in that thing. Hallelujah. Because now your faith has grown. Your faith is growing. Your faith is growing in that area. I pray that your faith will grow. I say I pray that our faith will grow. Are you with me? Allow the word to enter. Allow the word to enter. And when it enters, keep the word. Grow the word. Number number four. How am I doing for time? My time is almost up. Okay. If I don't finish, we'll continue next week. But how many are learning something? Characteristics of faith. Is it a, a, a good thing? Is it a good message? All right. How many of you listen to the, the messages after church? Become, become a student of the word. In this word, you think you have heard it. You didn't hear it. When you go home, listen. You know, you'll you be amazed to, to, to know that I listen to the message every time after. I preached it, but I listened to it. And when I'm listening to it, I get blessed. I, get, I, I hear something that I didn't know I said. And I was the one saying it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm, I'm really challenging you. Become somebody who always listens to this, the message. You've heard it on Sunday, but you haven't heard it. Hear it again and again. At least five times, seven times. Each message. Determine that you hear it seven times. Because that's how you grow faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the more word you hear, the more faith you, you, you develop. Are you with me? The more you hear, the more you... So if you hear once and you forget, you are waiting till next Sunday to hear another word, you are not growing. Are, are you getting it? But if this word, I hear it morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, evening, I become a faith person. Now, now I become, I dare, I dare God. I dare God because I have heard and now I have accepted it. It has entered into good ground and is bringing forth fruits. Amen. Are you being encouraged? Number, number four, verse 21. Go back to verse 21. And being fully convinced that he had, that what he had promised, he was able to what? Perform. One of the greatest characteristics of faith is conviction. Faith has conviction. The word conviction comes from the word convinced. If I say to you, I will give you 
a car. You may not be convinced because you haven't seen me giving a car out. But if, let's say, one day you come to service and then I bring four cars or five cars and I distribute it, I just give it to people, take Amen. And then maybe uh, three months later, I come again and I distribute cars. And then I say to you that the next 10, you are getting a car. Immediately, you are convinced. What convinced you? Because you have seen it once. You have seen it twice. You understand what I'm saying? But the first time when I said it, because you haven't seen it, there was no, you you couldn't, you couldn't accept it. Till I did it. Then immediately now you are convinced. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So faith, faith is never faith until you are convicted. Faith is not faith until you are convicted. That he is able to do. It will happen. You know, I was having a chat some months ago with our pastor in South Africa. And I said to our pastor in South Africa, we are going to buy a church building in South Africa. He said, oh, yeah. <laughs> he accepted it here. But he was not convicted. Are you with me? But I'm, I'm convicted. Because this is the second church building we have bought. Or I have bought in my ministry. Are you with me? So I have bought the first one before. I have bought the second one before. So a third one is not, for me, it is not a problem. And it's not dependent on my pocket. Because the first one didn't depend on my pocket. The second one did not depend on my pocket. So the third one, even though I don't have many money in my pocket, I say we are buying it. I am convinced. But the fact that I'm convinced doesn't mean that I have convinced him. Because he is not convicted. Are you with me? When he becomes convicted, then he will take certain steps. Which means that now the receiver is working. Because of the transmitter, there's no problem with it. I have transmitted it, and I mean what I've said. Are you getting it? But his receiver is not receiving it. <laughs> so, this conversation hasn't come up again since the last time we spoke about it. Have I changed my mind? No. But he's not convinced yet. So until he's convicted about what I've said, we are waiting. Sometimes that's how it works with God. God has said it. God hasn't got a problem. But until you are convinced and convicted about the word of God, the things will keep far away from you. Until you are convicted. When you are convicted, then you begin to See, hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? So you see that Abraham was convinced because he judged the one who has spoken as faithful to perform. Amen. He knew that the one who has said can perform it. So it's not a problem. 
Hallelujah. Are you convinced that God can do exceedingly abundantly? Above all that he has said. Are you convinced? Are you convinced that God will bring you, he will supply your needs? I need a husband. Are you convinced that God will supply the husband? Are you convinced that God will give your need? Are you convinced that God will answer your prayer? See, next husband is on the way. Oh, I don't think you are convinced. I don't know whether you are convinced or not. I said, I don't know whether you are convinced or not. The prophecy that you believe in is the prophecy that works for you. I said, the prophecy that you believe in, the prophecy that you are convicted about is the prophecy that you, you see. I see people getting married before the end of the year. And you are sitting right here. I don't know who received it. If I were you, I would have stood to my foot, feet and said that it is me. I said the prophecy that you receive is the prophecy that comes to pass. You see, I, 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 I finished for today. But one of the, one of the characteristics of, of faith is not being ashamed. When you are ashamed, you don't have faith. So as I was saying, people were wanting it, but they couldn't get out because they don't want people to look at them. You don't have faith. I say you are, you see, until you despise the shame, you are not ready to receive Oh, you didn't hear what I said. Until you despise the shame, you are not ready to receive it. Oh, you are still sitting there. I said until you receive it, you are still sitting there. Ah. Ah, Listen, listen. From today, Listen to me. Listen to me. From today, never be ashamed when an altar call is made. Never ever be ashamed. When they say, come for those who want husbands, go. Those who want a new job, go. Those who want something, go. Listen, never ever, the person you are are trying to show off to, what really do they have to give you? I say, what can they give you? trying to impress. We are not impressed anyway. I said we are not impressed anyway. So I will jump and receive it. I will receive it. Because faithful is he who has promised. Faithful is he who has promised. The one who has promised is not the pastor. It's not me who is promising you anything. I'm not promising you but the word that you receive is the word that works for you the prophecy that you receive is the prophecy that works for you I said I see God blessing you I see God giving you an, a husband you too you have your own husband I see God giving you a wife you too you have your own wife I see God blessing you with your own house 
No mortgage. No mortgage. You two, you have your own car. No mortgage. You have a new job. Better than your dream job. Yes. Those who want visas, you have your own stay. Those who want your own business, people will be working for you. People will be working for you. People will be working for you. You have your employees. Yeah. Those in ministries, you have your own church. When you are coming, they say, Pastor is coming. Hello, Pastor. The word you receive is the word that will work for you. Ah, I can't hear you. I don't, I'm not hearing you. I am not hearing you. I am not hearing you. But the word that you receive is the word that will work for you. I mean, begin to walk like you are coming to the altar to get married. Come on, come on. Begin to walk like you you are going to your business. You are going to a business that belongs to you. Begin to walk like you are going to your church. The church you, you pastor. The church you pastor. Begin to walk like you are going to the, your place, your own house. Your own house. No mortgage. No mortgage. No mortgage. Hold your car keys. Oh, I can't hear somebody. I said I cannot hear somebody. I cannot hear somebody. Listen, you come and stand here and give a testimony about this day. You come and say, Pastor, remember the day you preached this word. I was in a church and I received it. This is the word I received. And look at it. That's happened to me. Practically. Practically. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Seal your what you have received with, with, with faith. In prayer, begin to pray. Confess it. Confess it. Another character of faith is that faith speaks. Faith speaks. Faith is not just what you believe in your heart, but what you say because of what you believe. Speak it out. Speak it out. Call the things that be not as though they are. Call them out. Call them out. Call them out. Call them out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Confess it. Confess it. 